Hello, and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We are so excited to bring you this show. Our podcast is all about unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed games. Each episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Assassin's Creed universe. From pieces of Eden, solar flares, and the Isu, to the Hidden Ones, the Order of Ancients, and of course, the Animus, we will seek to uncover it all. So join us, and maybe even take a leap of faith. Hello and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Shelby. You might also know me as SheCup. And we are back, back again with another episode of the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. And I am joined here by my co-host, Teacup. Yeah, I'm here. Here to talk about more Assassins versus Templars. Little skirmishes that happen across history. Yeah, so I think we're going back to Britain, which is very fitting for me and my playthrough right now. Yes, very fitting. We are going back to Britain, going into the transition between, um, so like towards the end of Queen Elizabeth's, like Queen Elizabeth has died, and it's kind of the transition of that from the 16th century, or the 1600s to the 1700s. So an interesting time in British history. Um, I feel like this is a time where like maybe not a lot or we have a tendency to think, oh, not that much is happening. Like it's pre really pre um, the swing of colonial America. Like it's after the upheaval of like um, the Spanish Armada and like um, Henry Henry's reign and queen elizabeth the first like all of that drama like that's over um though i guess there is the drama with her successor so there is that um but i think this era we have a tendency of being like yeah not too much happened we can skip to the next thing right um so there actually is a historical name for what we're about to talk about great Um, it is called the great recoinage of 1696 okay I don't know so what that you means. Might be, you, might, exactly, you might be asking yourself, what the hell is a recoinage? Well, it's basically where they remint all of the currency in the economy. And so, like, it's important to note for a history of, like, how our, we think about currency because, you know, we're kind of really fading out. Like, some of us do take cash. Like, we need cash and we need an actual bill. Um, but all of our currency is really digitalized to like when you're using your credit card like yes there's actual money and it's more complicated than that but so the process of like minting coins or printing bills is still like a very um monitored process as you see when we get like when you get later in history into the great depression like the you know overprinting of money is one of the issues that led to hyperinflation. So this is a big deal. Like when you have to do this, you have to take a lot of measures for when you're reminting an entire currency. 
I was going to ask, um, and you are clearly about to get into it, but I was going to ask if they are doing this, um, is this like the first instance of like the monarch wanting their face on the new coins and the new money? No, not necessarily. Um, but yeah, but that's a that's another example of like a recoinage is when a monarch goes and it reprints all the money. Now, like you see, we don't really have to necessarily do that that often because our current presidents aren't on our bills. Now, if we wanted to change something, like say there have been a lot of pushes to change and take Andrew Jackson off the $20 bill. I don't want to get into that because that's a whole nother discussion of whether that should be something we do or not. Um, they would that would be another like recoinage or reprinting of that, but that's not the case. The case of this is that they haven't done it in so long that the sterling or what you might know as the pound sterling, which is still the official currency of Britain to this day, it was mainly a hand hammered silver coin. These coins are falling to pieces. So many were chipped, worn, or just straight up broken. And so the king at the time, who was William III, tasked his secretary of the treasury to recoin the sterling so that their currency would be in better shape. So this is out of necessity that they're doing this. So not for the new monarch. I'm also curious, like... I feel like there's a lot of inconsistency if the coin is like hand hammered and falling apart. Right. They're just old. Like they haven't done it in so long. They're old. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting because like, you know, you can go and find coins from like the 1800s that, yeah, they're worn and everything, but they're still pretty intact. And they still they they may look old and grimy, but they still look the same. Like right. they're still the same size. Mm-hmm. Or like even a hundred years ago, like you could find, and this is really weird for me to say that you know, like in the early, you can find early nineteen hundreds currency, and it still looks relatively the same. And like um, that stuff is still in circulation. So I guess my question is. How old were these coins? Yeah, I don't know. I think part of it is just the upheaval that's happening. But because they do this and because, you know, there's not that big of a lockdown and like we're starting to get into like what is sometimes considered the first, like a precursor to the Industrial Revolution And like, especially like there's a lot of urbanization going on in Britain right now. A lot of people are moving to London and the other cities. There's a lot more like in-city jobs versus like agricultural jobs. Like that happens much later in the U.S., but it's happening earlier in Britain. This results in a huge rise of counterfeit coins that threaten to collapse the British economy. Of course. So, yeah, so that's kind of like the actual historical background of what's going on here. So none of that has to do with Assassin's Creed. All of that is real history. It is real history, and it does also have to do with Assassin's Creed. I mean, yes, fair. 
fair. But like, that's not the history of Assassin's Creed. That's the history of our world. Correct. So you might be asking, you have been talking for like, five, six, seven, ten minutes, and you haven't mentioned any assassins or any Templars. So if you're listening to this, you might be wondering, well, where do the assassins come in? Where's the piece of Eden? Where's all this? Well, there's no piece of Eden. I'm sorry. But I will tell you that if you're listening to this and you have not listened to the Assassin's Creed Gold audiobook audio drama, um, you need to not listen to this episode and go listen to that audio drama and then come back and listen to this episode because I'm going to spoil all of it. Okay, great. Well, all of the historical story, the modern day story and that won't be spoiled, but the historical one will. Sure, yeah. So the Secretary of the Treasury in Britain, which I have to keep reminding myself because whenever I say Secretary of the Treasury, I think our government, but it is not. It is the British government. Is a man named yeah William Lowndes. He's the Secretary of the Treasury, and you guessed it, he is an assassin. No way! I didn't know they had those in Britain. Yeah. So this is a point of there is going to be a fall of the London Brotherhood soon, and but think about this timeline. Edward Kenway's Assassin's Brotherhood is still in full swing. Oh, yeah. So I guess his brotherhood is part of the downfall. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, So he suspects, he sees all this counterfeit going on. And, you know, he's an assassin. He knows what to look for. He knows the signs. He's like, the Templars are behind this. They want to destabilize and cause chaos so they can come in and take over the government, as they do. So he sends his fellow assassin, Omar Khalid, uh, to work for the Warden of the Royal Mint. Now, Shelby, don't look at the notes. Do you have any idea who is the Warden of the Royal Mint at this time? At this time or today? At this time. Well, do you know today, too? Oh, no, not at all. I don't know (laughs) either. (laughs) Uh It is none other than not not Sir'd yet, but he will be Sir. Isaac Newton. Interesting. Is that real in our history too? I believe so. Um, I didn't read that far when I was researching the actual history. Uh, I was just trying to get, because I was trying to really get like, what was the great recoinage? Because I was like, the assassin wiki sites weren't very helpful to me in telling me they were Mm -hmm. like, during the great recoinage, I was like, well, what is a recoinage? Like I can guess but it's also something in Britain and they have words that look like they should be sound one way and sound entirely different. So for all I know, it was like reconage or something like that, but who knows? So Isaac Newton is the warden of the Royal Mint, which I assume is like warden is like a guard. So the guardian of the Royal Mint might be the head of the Royal Mint, which Mint is, if you don't know, that's, Obviously, you mint coins, so that's where they make, they physically make the coins. So there, Colin and Newton would track the counterfeiters to a man named another William Chalonaire. So they track him to this person, and the pair 
at this track into this ball that they're that they know Shalinair is going to attend. And there, Khaled and would reconnect with a childhood friend named Rose Galloway. So they're like reconnecting and they're having fun or whatever. And Rose's jewelry then gets stolen by a thief. So Khaled then pursues the thief with Rose coming behind him. Uh, it is during this process that he discovers that Rose possesses the ability of eagle vision. And so after confirming that this is indeed the case, he would recover the jewelry and return it. And then he recruits Rose into the Assassin Brotherhood. How does yes. she have eagle vision? Eagle vision can happen. It just is a mount of whether or not you have the triple helix DNA. It's not something that's like unique to the Desmond lineage. Okay. So it can be like, like Basim has eagle vision. He is not related to the bloodline really in any way. Okay. So, you know, it just, it, it is an ability because it eagle vision is the sixth sense. So, it's a sense that all Isu have. So anyone who has a high concentration of Isu DNA has the potential to use Eagle Vision. So um, after he recruits her into the Brotherhood, Newton recovers information about the counterfeiters, which contains the addresses of where the counterfeiters are stationed. And I think this is a good time to take our mid-break. Okay. Shoot! Shoot the flying demon! You weak fool! Get a job! Christina! Who's there? Me! Oh, it's you! I should have known! May I come in? Fine, but only for a minute. A minute is all I need. Indeed. Well, wait, uh, that came out wrong. All right, well, welcome to the middle of the show. This is where we talk about all the things that have to do with the lore cast and not the lore of Assassin's Creed. So the first thing I have to do is remind you that we do have a Patreon. Like we talked about last week, we're launching merch in 2024. So now is really the time to get in on the Patreon um, and join us for all of our patron chat episodes once a month. We've got a couple more coming this year and um, yeah, they'll be awesome. So definitely come on over and join us there. Thank you to all of you who are currently patrons. We appreciate and love you so much. Um, and the best way to support us if you can't join the Patreon is to leave us a rating or a review. Now I do have a review to read from Skeleton83. Actually, this is a Spotify comment from the Assassins versus Templars Genghis Khan and the Fall of Masioth episode, which was way back a long time ago, but we're finally getting to it. So thank you, Skeleton. Um, and they said, this episode was really amazing, entertaining, and interesting. P.S. I just gave you a five star. So thank you so much for that review. We really appreciate it and that rating. Now, the last thing before we talk about my playthrough is that is that we are pretty close to reaching 350 reviews or ratings on Spotify. We're at 325. So if you haven't left us a five star yet, we would really appreciate it if you could just 
take the five seconds it takes to to click on that star level, give us five stars and help us get to 350 reviews. We would really greatly appreciate that. So um, the last thing to talk about in the mid break is my playthrough. And to tell you the truth, I haven't made a lot of progress. Um, I think last week when we left off, I was at, I don't even know what you call it, Yggdrasil with um, Sigurd and Basm fighting me. I think that's where we left off last week. Um, I have gone into the modern day where Layla is at that same place. And that's all I've done. Um, I haven't even really had any big revelations. I'm just like climbing shit right now. And I just got so bored of climbing things and falling and having to restart that I honestly haven't gone back into the game. We've also just been really busy this week and I haven't had time to. Um, so that's the update. I know a little underwhelming. Maybe in two weeks you'll have an update for us. Yeah, I don't anticipate playing a lot this weekend because we have friends from out of town and then obviously it's Halloween. So um, hopefully in two weeks, I will have a new update for you and I'll have finished the main story and have moved on to the DLC. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back into it. Malaka! 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 Unless the legend is a lie, you are the man I long to meet, renowned master and mentor. It's your auditory, the la la la. Franco, uh, forgive me. I have a hard time remembering that Italian gibberish. I'll see you all at the selection ceremony, ladies. I especially hope you show up. Let me guess. He's rich. All right, so we're going to get to the end. And like I said, this is this will be a very short episode just because we don't really know a lot. And like I said, this is a new recent, like this audio drama is available on Audible, uh, Amazon's Audible. And it's, race, it's relatively new. Like, I think it released in 2020 or maybe 2021. I couldn't remember. Um, but it's recent that it has come out. And so... You can go do that. Uh, it's on my list of things to do whenever it's available. The problem is it's only on Audible, and I don't want to pay for it. But that's that. And so here we go. So they go to the first two counterfeiting locations, and they clear them just fine. And so they, Omar and Newton go to the last location, which is in Bristol. There they found Newton's former assistant, uh, Nicholas Fatio de Dolier naked in the house. And they were they return him to Newton's London residence. After Omar and Khaled evade a Templar attack, it was revealed that Chalonair had planted false evidence in a hope to become the new warden of the Royal Mint and have Newton arrested for counterfeiting, which does happen. Newton gets arrested and it's all a big dramatic. So in this moment, Omar, yes. I I am um confused why the detail that the man was naked was included. Um, because it's Assassin's Creed and you just need whenever someone's naked, you just gotta know that they were naked. Okay. I mean, fine, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> 
So after this, Omar stops Rose's training. Uh, Newton does escape jail. And Omar discovers that Newton's butler, Finnegan, had was the one who planted the evidence. As he confessed, he is killed by Rose from above. And Rose escapes. And no one, and like obviously it's very shocking. Well, after interrogating Rose's father, Nigel, they learned that Rose works for Shallonair and that there is a plot to destroy the evidence of the counterfeiting and connecting that to the Tower of London. So, boom, betrayal. Assassin's Creed classic. Yeah, but like this time it's like double betrayal, like it's levels on levels. Mm hmm. Which is a fun twist. Yeah. Uh, so in the Tower Catacombs, Omar would confront Rose in, the, in there and they have an exchange and they're trying to save the evidence or whatever that. Well, basically, Omar opens floodgates under the Tower Catacombs and drowns Rose and takes off with the evidence. Yikes. Which is all very sad. And I'm sure in the audio drama, it is very heartfelt and very sad and dramatic. Uh, Newton would confront Chalonaire and Newton would win with help from his former assistant, Nicholas, or Nicholas, who is there and clothed this time. Good. Just wanted to add that detail for you. Um, he helps by uh, by knocking out Chalonaire. Uh, after all this, uh, Louds orders Chalonaire's arrest. And the Britain currency gets recoined and the economy is stable and things are fine until we're about to go and someone named King George III is going to take the throne of England. Okay, so I have some follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. um, is Rose a Templar? She was working for Chalonaire, so we don't... Again, she might be. Uh, there are very little actual summaries of this audio drama. And because I haven't listened to it, I don't know all the details. So if someone's out there and they have listened to it and they know more details and they want to share some light on that, totally, I could have gotten some things wrong because I was piecing together. And I'm kind of having to do this um, because the Assassin's Creed wiki is extremely out of date. Okay, so next follow-up question. Shalonair is then, like, confirmed to be a Templar? Yes, Okay, third follow-up question. Um, is Isaac Newton confirmed to be an assassin? I think it's more of, um, in a lot of the reviews, that because what I was doing to piece together a lot of stuff is reading reviews, because sometimes reviews contain spoilers. Um, a lot of people compare Newton to Leonardo da Vinci. So I think okay. it's more of like he's an assassin associate versus a full-on assassin. <laughs> I get that, but I just feel like with Da Vinci, it's like he wasn't, he's included in all the meetings of the assassins of Ezio's Brotherhood. So it's like, would he have been uh, officially initiated if he could like defend himself? Well, maybe, I don't know. But like, think about this, because like we meet people, especially in Assassin's Creed 3, there's a man who comes to visit Connor to give him a, a mission, and he is the son of an assassin. He isn't an assassin, but he's an ass a son of an assassin, and Achilles like lets him in because he knows about the Brotherhood. I think there's a difference between joining the Order and knowing about the Order. Yeah, I think that's fair, um, but I, I doubt that son 
A is going to get, live the rest of his life and not become an assassin and still be allowed to like continue to participate in their meetings and like live in the you know what I mean like I don't I don't know right we're kind I mean, of off topic like yeah he's like an adult so mm-hmm. it's not like he's a little kid when he comes he's an adult yeah. I don't know. I still feel like it's a little bit of a gray area, but it we're completely off topic, so it's fine. Right. So I think Newton is much more just a associate of the assassins um, rather than a full-on assassin. Okay. That makes sense. Um, okay. Yeah. That's all the yeah, questions I have. It's just a short little story about, you know... A very minor thing, but, you know, think about if the economy of Britain had collapsed at this time. Would we exist? I mean, it's a big, it would be a big deal. They were starting to be the superpower of the world, of the Western world. Um, It would have had very big rippling effects and would have thrown the world into chaos and made it ripe for, you know, Abstergo might be 200 years old rather than like encroaching on 100. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that that's fair points. Um, It's kind of rare that I look at a situation we talk about on this podcast and I'm like, oh, okay. So I can like directly see how like if the assassins had not prevented this from happening, like I can see how the action that the Templars took would have completely changed the world. It's rare that I feel that way, but I do mm-hmm. feel that way about this one um, because like, you're right. They could have totally crashed the British economy and like, would the age of uh, colonialism really have, have even fully happened or, at least the way it did. Right. And thinking about it, like, we know from um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag that the Spanish government is heavily influenced by the Templars at this time. And so right. would we have a much more like would Spain have risen as this great economy and great imperial thing? And like the Templars might have established an even worse and even more widespread colonial empire. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's a a great question. All great questions to ask. Um, But unfortunately, we don't have a lot of definitive yes, this would happen. No, it it wouldn't. So um, Mm. unless we have anything else to talk about with the great recoinage of 1696, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, I think that's all we uh, got for today. So let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks, Austin, for uh, doing the research and leading the discussion. This was something that I was like, okay, this is going to be like boring and minor that actually turned out to be interesting and major after all. So um, very fascinating. And thank you for the research. And thank you all for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at AC Lorecast. 
If you have any lore questions or topics to unpack, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. Find us on patreon.com slash Assassin's Creed Lorecast. The Assassin's Creed Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode's description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, make sure you give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. And always remember, Assassins, stay in the shadows to serve the light. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.